Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is a bonus episode, and it's all about 10 tips to help you survive the holidays without giving in to drinking or binge drinking. And so go ahead and grab a notebook and a pen and take some notes and apply these tips, apply whichever ones speak to you so that you can um, be victorious over this holiday season and really be present with your loved loved ones and make some awesome, sober memories. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey friend, welcome back. Today again is an impromptu episode. I had this idea for the podcast um, just this week and I really wanted to get it out to you before Thanksgiving and hopefully you can take some of these tips and start applying them now and get ready for the holiday because I know how triggering being around certain family members or just the holiday in general can be for drinking um, and drinking excessively. It just, you know, it's super normalized. Um, and yeah, so I wanted to give you these tips because the holidays are just one of those times where we kind of need these. And, um, I think they're great reminders even for myself. Um, so yeah, just before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that, um, I'm not on social media right now. I'm doing like a a social media fast. So I am visiting the Facebook group on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but at the time of this recording, I'm taking a hiatus from like Instagram. So if you've messaged me on there, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to see those until, um, close to Christmas probably. Um, but yeah, so if you want to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email. I do love to hear from you and I do still want to hear from you. So if you'd like to speak with me directly, just shoot me an email um, at the email address in the show notes. So yeah, let's just dive in. Um, I just want to say a quick, quick prayer before I get started, just because I'm kind of, yeah, recording this episode super impromptu. So Lord, thank you so much for just the ideas you've given me, the wisdom that I've gleaned over the years. Um, And I just pray that you would just speak through me and um, just empower whoever is listening to this to, um, to actually apply these tips and use whichever one um, just speaks to them the most. And yeah, I just pray that you would just help them stay strong over this holiday season and um, just 
really press into their relationship with you over this holiday season. Um, yeah, we just thank you so much, God, that that you've just that you're here for us, and that anything that we need, um, all we have to do is ask, and and you will you will um, help us. And I just ask all of this in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so my first tip is to create a new tradition. So um, obviously, one of the main traditions is like to just drink, right? So a new tradition you could try maybe would be, um, so I'm thinking about something that one of my cousins did was after everybody ate their Thanksgiving meal, he invited us to go on a walk, you know, to walk the food off and just to hang out together. And, you know, that was a really awesome memory that I have um, from, you know, a few Thanksgivings ago. Um, But yeah, that was like a new tradition, you know, like normally we're just sitting around eating, but um, getting out for a walk was really something cool to, you know, talk and spend time together and just get outside and move our body, do something that's a little healthy. So that's, that's an idea you could do something like, you know, maybe build gingerbread houses like, and make that like an activity. So there's like an activity instead of, you know, just sitting around drinking. Um, and then, you know, another idea would be like, you know, they do a lot of like little 5Ks on holidays. So, you know, I know here in Dallas, they do like the turkey trot. So maybe you start your day out by doing the turkey trot. And I think just switching things up might help you, um, you know, really change the way you do the holiday, you know. So that's my first tip is to create a new tradition. My second tip is to bring your own mocktail or holiday drink. I know that over the years, um, those like cocoa bombs have become really popular, like the little hot chocolate bombs. Um, So you could maybe buy some of those and, you know, bring those for your family to try. You could create your own mocktail, like I said. Um, I've actually had this question a lot, like what's my favorite mocktail? Typically, I just drink like sparkling water, like Waterloo. Um, But if I want to be fancy, sometimes I'll get like kombucha, which has, you know, a very trivial amount of alcohol. And if that doesn't feel in alignment with you, then of course don't do it. But um, you could do, so you could put like, like I was saying, kombucha into a wine glass and that's super fancy. It feels like you're still, you know, having a drink with everybody and, you know, it just looks fancy and it's healthy. It's good for your gut, right? So that's an idea and it'll probably help with your digestion with all the food. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I I really like to do kombucha. Um, Another idea would be like getting a cold pressed juice of some sort and mixing it with um, sparkling water. And so, and that's really delicious too. That's something that I would do. Another idea is, you know, they have, of course, the non-alcoholic wines or non-alcoholic beer. You could get one of those. Um, A lot of like the past several years um, when I'd go to like um, different family members for the holidays, like they would get a non like a sparkling um, juice for me, like, you know, non-alcoholic wine to for me to have while everybody else is having wine. So 
that's an idea as well. Um, so that's tip two, bring your own mocktail or holiday drink. And then my third tip is to focus on being present and having conversations. Um, this tip is like super good because I think besides alcohol, it also applies to like people who are trying to eat a better diet and rather than just like focusing so much on the food or focusing so much on the drinks, focusing on being present and having conversations with family members. Like sometimes this might feel awkward because you haven't maybe talked to a family member in a while, but you know, one of the best things you could do is just like ask them questions like, hey, how have you been? What have you been up to? How's work? Um, you know, do you have any hobbies? What do you do for fun these days? You know, um, have you read any good books lately? <laughs> um, you know, different things like that and talking to people that maybe you don't normally talk to. I'll tell you one thing that I do a lot is I talk a lot to the children. <laughs> I've always kind of been, um, felt like a big kid at heart and I've always really, been able to connect with kids more and they always kind of, you know, admire me and like, like me. And, um, you know, kids are just innocent and, you know, they're easy people to have conversations with, um, you know, ask them how they're doing in school and, you know, that might create a mentorship, um, opportunity in the future. So, um, yeah, so that's an idea. Um, that's tip number three is to focus on being present and having conversations. Tip number four is be aware of your triggers and family members who tend to trigger drinking. So I'm going to assume that you're probably not the only person in your family that has a drinking problem. Um, a lot of times this is like a, a family disease and something that, you know, yeah, um, it's not just affecting you, um, but maybe it's not. Um, but either, even if it isn't, even if other people don't drink, maybe it's something else about their behavior that triggers your you to want to drink. Um, so I, I just want you to be aware of some potential scenarios that could trigger you to drink. Um, I know for me in the past, um, yeah, there's definitely family members who tend to be heavy drinkers and, you know, you just kind of fall into this comfortable, um, environment where it just makes it easy to, uh, want to drink and to drink excessively because that for me was a normal thing with these specific family members. So, um, I'm actually not going to be seeing, um, them this season, the family members that tend to trigger my drinking. Um, but even still, there are other situations and family members, um, that I'll be seeing over this holiday season that trigger me to want to smoke weed. And so, being aware of situations that might trigger that, um, I am going to avoid those. Um, that's just the best thing for me. Like, so say there's, you know, these group of cousins that all go outside and, you know, smoke together. 
I will not be going outside with them, you know? So that's one way for me to protect myself from that, from being triggered, right? Um, so yeah, that's that's tip number four. Be aware of your triggers and family members who tend to trigger drinking. Um, just that awareness alone um, can really be a huge first step. Um And so tip number five is bring Jesus with you. A lot of times when I go into situations where I'm afraid that I'm going to fall into some sort of unhealthy pattern, I remember that I can bring Jesus with me. And that just brings me comfort to know that he's with me and almost like just imagining him there with me is is comforting you know and knowing that i can talk to him at any time and that just saying his name is going to immediately help you so um you might end up being in a situation where you're just like whispering to yourself like jesus jesus like you know and bring your awareness to him and like asking him for help right then and being aware of how he's going to help you like For instance, if the temptation is just too strong, he might invite you to leave the situation. And maybe that means just leaving for, you know, like 10 minutes and going outside for a walk for 10 minutes and then coming back and assessing, you know, if you can continue to stay or if you need to go because that's what's going to be best for you and your sobriety journey. Um, Yeah, I just... That's tip number five is to bring Jesus with you. Number six, and these are in no specific order. (laughs) Um, I'm just, these are all things that I just like literally thought about and wrote them down really fast. So uh, number six is to armor up before you go and pray. Um, So I'm going to read Ephesians 6. um, Verse 10, this is all about the armor of God. And so... (laughs) It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I just wanted to pause real quick and you know, when he talks about the devil's schemes, that literally could be, you know, that little voice in your head that's telling you like, oh, you can just have one, like you could just have two. Oh, three is not too bad. You know, like as long as you only drink three, then it's like, oh, well, you know what? We can just start over next time. You know, like tomorrow's a new day. We can just start fresh then. Um, those are like lies, right? They're because that's not what's going to happen, right? Like it's, it's just this pattern that, um, if we, if we don't stop the pattern, it can continue. And, you know, you just, you can't see what's on the other side when you start drinking and what's going to happen. And are you going to drive home drunk? Like, are you going to get in an accident? You know, like there's all these things that like the enemy doesn't let you see. He only lets you see like, oh, you know, everybody's drinking. Everybody's having fun. You're not having fun. 
um, you know, like it's not fair that everybody else is doing this. And these are all just these lies, you know, um, you can have fun without alcohol. I promise. And I know it's not fun at first because you literally have to, your, your brain has to rewire itself, um, to have fun without alcohol. But again, trying these tips, I do think they're going to help you have more fun, um, by just changing the way you do things. So, um, yeah, again, those are the lies, right? Those, the devil's schemes, his, his schemes to get you to fall back into this, um, pattern and, you know, to just strip you of your power and to, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just keep you distracted from God's purpose for your life. Um, so yeah, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Like people are not our enemies. It's, you know, the spiritual um, darkness that is keeping people captive. And, you know, so it, it's it's like demonic power, not not people. People aren't evil. It's like the enemy working through them that make them do like evil things. So it's becoming aware of that, right? So take your, to be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes, it's saying, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. So, I just wanted to point out um, just kind of what it's saying. You know, how do we armor up? It's saying to buckle the belt of truth around your waist, right? So, the belt of truth being the word of God. And so, maybe for you, that means to have a verse to remind you of the truth, right? <clears throat> Um, and, and actually one that I had in mind for Thanksgiving was, oh, I better find it real quick. Hold on. It's first Corinthians 10, 23. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. So <clears throat> that one's really good because yeah, you have the right to drink, but not everything is beneficial and not everything is going to be constructive. Um, so that one is really great. And if you need a, you know, a belt of truth, that's a good, um, verse to think, to meditate on over the day. And then it says with the breastplate of righteousness in place, like this is like an armor to armor your heart with, you know, like you are the righteousness of God. Um, you are his chosen person. You are his, you are set apart 
to do good works. Um, and so just having that reminder to shield your heart from the lies of the enemy. And then it says, and with feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, that could mean, um, you know, your feet are ready to do what it needs. They need to do, you know, like if you need to leave, then that is the way to maintain your peace and to preserve your um, light, then, you know, your feet are ready to go. Or it could mean, you know, that you are ready to share, you know, the truth of God. And maybe you're speaking about God to someone. Um, and then it says the shield of faith, you know, your shield of belief and faith in God. Um, it says which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one when he's trying to feed you these lies, like stand on God's truth. Um, and then the helmet of salvation, when you start doubting your um, your salvation, you know, this helmet of salvation can guard you from, you know, the lies of the enemy. So I suggest if this part speaks to you and you're thinking about the armor of God, I'm not a theologian or anything, so I'm not going to be the best person to explain all of this. But you could search um, the armor of God like sermons and listen to some sermons about this that might explain it better. Um, but this is a way that you can armor yourself up before you go into this situation that might be hard for you. Um, and then again, praying before you go, like praying, God, help me, like, help me make the right decisions, guide me, help me um, have great conversations, help me have fun today without alcohol, like all these, all types of prayers, just go to God with all types of prayers, pray over the day before you go, um, all of that. And then tip number seven is to double down on self-care leading up to the event. So I love this one. <laughs> it, um, you know, when you're feeling weak or overwhelmed or tired, one of the best things you can do is like some sort of self-care. And, you know, I suggest even creating like a little self-care toolkit, like and write it down somewhere. Like what are the things that you can do that fill up your cup? Right. And like double down on those things. Like, because when you double down on all these self-care sort of practices, it empowers you to be stronger um, when you're going into a situation that might normally be pretty tough. So for example, like today I'm going to go to this um, meditative flow and sound bath uh, class that I found, um, which just sounds great. <laughs> just something to relax and unwind. So I'm going to do that. You know, like you could go for a nice walk before you go um, to your event. You could make sure that you're reading the Bible, um, you know, whatever it is that you do um, that helps fill up your cup. Maybe that's painting, maybe that's drawing, like just double down on those. Like if it's for me, it's, you know, getting into the word of God. So I might be doing that, you know, day and night and before I go, you know, those type of things, like just double down on those and just make sure you're not missing those self-care practices that really put you in a self, um, excuse me, a empowered state of mind. So that's tip seven, double down on your self-care leading up to the event. And then tip number eight is to envision 
the evening or the day. Like Envision, you could find like a three-minute – I've found this before. It's like a three-minute visualization, like meditation, where you literally are just like visualizing the how the day is going to go. And maybe you visualize someone being like, hey, you want, you know, a drink of this? And then you're envisioning yourself saying no. Um, you're envisioning yourself having great conversations. You're envisioning um, leaving the day really empowered and feeling so proud of yourself that you um, stayed strong, you know, and that you – this may be the first holiday that you didn't drink alcohol. Um, so – yeah, like envision the day um, before you go um, because sometimes when you can visualize it, like it it will go more according to your vision. You know what I mean? Um, so that's tip eight, envision the day. And then nine is to have a plan, have a friend you can reach out to if you're feeling tempted. So have this friend um, who supports you in your sobriety have them in mind before. And so if you're feeling tempted to drink, like don't feel any shame about it. One of the best things you can do is reach out to someone whenever you're having that thought. That first time you're having that thought, like, hey, I'm thinking about it. Like I could use some encouragement and, you know, let them know that they're your person you're going to reach out to before you go. And I promise you that it, it's going to make such a big difference. Like I have a friend like that and she'll just ask me questions like what makes you want to do that and then me just talking about it with her like through text messages makes such a difference um and then I won't normally go through with whatever it is you know just because I've talked to someone about it and you know put a buffer between um the trigger and the action you know so yeah um that's that's something have a plan that's tip number nine um and and even if you are feeling just like tempted beyond like what you can um, stand, then have a plan to leave the party early, you know, spend good quality time. But whenever it's starting to get dark, it's starting to get late, you know, to me, not great. Great things don't happen like after dark. And that's that's just something that I believe personally, like for me, a lot of the good things have not happened really late at night. So um I, you know, and it's getting dark early, I would just plan to leave early and then do something really awesome for yourself when you get home, you know, like don't just feel defeated, um, do something really great for yourself. Maybe even like just watch a sermon or watch a holiday movie. Um, I don't know, you know, but continue to show yourself that, um, self-care and that love and support for yourself and, Anyway, so then tip number 10 is to spend time with non-drinkers. So yeah, just again, I've mentioned that I hang out with some uh the my like, you know, nieces and nephews and just spending time with, you know, like the younger kids, like they're not drinking obviously. And honestly, I think kids are pretty fun. Um I mean, that might just be me, but um, I do enjoy talking to kids and hearing about like, you know, what they're going through in middle school and like what the little, what the tea is for them, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to me because, you know, it just helps me. It reminds me of whenever I was their age, you know, so yeah, spend time with non-drinkers. Maybe that's other, you know, 
cousins or family members that you don't normally spend time with. Maybe, you know, normally you spend time with the the heavy drinkers um, in your family. And maybe this year, um, instead of spending so much time with them, you consciously choose to spend time with um, the family members who are not drinking like that. So, um, yeah, and then you you might be pleasantly surprised that you actually have a really great connection with these family members and um, really enjoy your time with them. So that is my 10 tips. I'm going to run through them really quick. And so tip number one was create a new tradition. Number two, bring your own mocktail or holiday drink. Number three, focus on being present and having conversations. Four, be aware of your triggers and family members who tend to trigger drinking. Five, bring Jesus with you. Six, armor up before you go. Pray. Seven, double down on self-care leading up to the event. Eight, envision the evening or the day. Nine, have a plan. Have a friend you can reach out to if you're feeling tempted. And 10, spend time with non-drinkers. So I hope this episode helps you. And again, I just really implore you to whichever whichever one of these tips really stood out to you. I just, you know, the only way it's going to work is if you actually apply it. So I'm just imploring you to try the tip, apply the tip. And I really hope that um, you're able to enjoy this holiday season without alcohol and and without the destruction that comes from binge drinking, um, yeah, I am praying a blessing over you and anyone who's listening listening to this, Lord, I'm praying that you would be with them and strengthen them and empower them to have the best first holiday without alcohol and help them enjoy it so much that they want to do it again and Um, I just pray that you would empower them, Lord, and help them see things differently. I pray that you would give them the strength. I pray that you would take away the desire to drink. Um, And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Talk to you guys soon. Um, Oh, one more quick reminder is I'm actually in the middle of moving and things are pretty chaotic. And I really hope that I can get another podcast out for next week, but I'm not sure that I will. So, um... There might be a week or two that I don't post a podcast, but I will be back. Um, no doubt about that. So, um, yeah, if if you don't see anything, it's not because I don't want to. <laughs> it's because my life is pretty crazy right now. But um, I really wanted to share this message, and I really hope that it helps you in this holiday season. All right, I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.